this series on winning the war on sexual temptation. What a journey it has been for the last six weeks discussing lessons from the book Every Man's Battle, How to Win the War on Sexual Temptation, One Victory at a Time, written by Stephen uh, Atiborn, Fred Stoker, uh, with Mike Yoki. And uh, we, you can remember we teamed the conversation on six topics from asking the first uh, part we were asking ourselves, where are you on the spectrum of uh, overcoming or victory over social temptation? We also explored issues around how did you get where, to where you are, even in the battle, are you victorious, how did you get there? Are you still struggling, how did you get to the point where you are? I also talked that, we reminded ourselves in part three that victory is a matter of choice. So victory is possible, but if you really want victory, it's your choice. No one can force it on you. Victory is about choice. And we now went uh, to talk about uh, our line of defense. And we said our first line of defense is our eyes. Where we talked about issue around bouncing the eyes away from those things that tempt us. And last week we talked about the second line of defense, which is our mind and how we can have uh, guide over our mind. And today, as we end our conversation, we'll be talking about the last line of defense which is victory in your heart. And before I dig or dive deep into sharing how we can get victory in our heart, I think it's important to remind us, I don't know if we've said it in any part of the six series, the last five series, that to remind us that pornography isn't the standard for sexual relationship or practice. So it is just a craft designed by the devil and his cohort to destroy your well-being. Even people that are not Christians, that are not even believers, psychologists, and, and sex therapists are also warning against that. If that is not the standard, those things you see there, they are fake. It is a false image of what sexual life should be. So it is forceful, and you need to run away from it. Just wanted to remind us that before we continue our, our conversation. And so, from research and from prayerful study, and we've seen that there's an increasing uh, divorce rate and there's also a lot of issues around adultery and marital dissatisfaction that is happening and even in the church and even among believers and what the research review uh, that is that it's a matter of our heart it's a matter of the heart beyond just other physical things or sometimes people think it's about money yeah I saw, I saw a lot of research going on a lot of flying no research a lot of comment flying all over social media or so-called coaches and marriage uh, um, married therapist or married uh, coaches saying it's about money. You know? The root is from the heart. The money may not show as a, as a source, as it's possible, but it's more about the heart. And so it is, you know, the heart phase, it makes the battle for your eyes, your eyes safe, and the battle for your mind safe, they also fail. It's all about the matter from the heart, and we'll dive deep into it now that you must first ensure that your heart is consumed with God. And its purpose for purity and so once your heart is consumed with god then every other issues like even the issue of money that we're talking about does not come to play into it it's more better managed so once for you to have victory to build this line of defense you need to allow your heart to be consumed by god if you know the first reaction also in doing this is that we've been charged to cherish our wife only our wife to cherish them I will, I will encourage you to go look 
do your own research and come up with different definition of what it means to cherish something. And so, though we know that our podcast is most uh, is targeted at men, but I know that a lot of women has been following this series and they've been listening to that. So the same thing is that for you as a woman, you need to cherish your husband. And for those that are single and not yet married, you need to cherish God. For the married, in addition to cherishing God, they cherish their spouse. And so it is important. And why God asks us to cherish him and to also cherish our spouse is because that is the test of our character. That's how God tests our character to see are we building godly character to him or not. And so, in all of your sincerity, I want to ask you a question. Can you see right now that all those romantic words you type to your wife every morning or you type to her during birthday and occasions and all of that, all those romantic words you write down on social media that we see every day, to be honest, can you say your heart can honestly say that you mean everything you've written there? Can your heart really say, well, yes, I really mean this about my spouse? Or is it doubt? And if you've taken, if you have any doubt, it means the command to cherish, you need to go back to it. And also, a quick uh, reminder to tell us that the command to cherish as past is unconditional. And so it, it, it's a command that does not have any condition to it. does not mean that, okay, if my spouse does not do this, I will not cherish them. My spouse does not do ABC. And they don't get my faithfulness to them or my that's not God's command. It is unconditional. And so while I was recording this podcast, or when I was writing, uh, trying to meditate and see how I'm going to summarize the final part of the book and share with us uh, this podcast, I had to pause to take the quiz with my, in my heart with the Lord. I had to say, okay, oh, how? Do I care about my wife, Busola? What do I do to her? Do I really cherish her all of the world? I tell her every day that I type to her that I do to her. Do I really mean them? And so it's very important that we need to go back and always sit down to check our heart. And so, have you set imaginary conditions in your heart? Sometimes we have a lot of imaginary condition that, oh, if she wants me to do this for more, cherish her, this must happen. Sometimes you're saying, oh, I wish my wife would do this more for me and I will give her the best. I wish so you live in a world of fantasies. Just keep sending uh, different orders that your partner need to cross. That they're not even aware of they need to cut because before you give them uh, all of your heart. So you want to make them old that they might have to make peace with them. Some say, oh, they have to make peace with your family. Some they have to dress or speak like the way you want. Sometimes there might be some of the un- un- unspoken challenges or struggles that you're having as a partner in a relationship. And you're not speaking it that and it's making you not to really fully, 100% give yourself to your spouse. And let's be honest and let's be factual here is that there is nothing wrong with having expectation. However, the trouble here is that in God's kingdom and for Christian marriages, such expectation should not be a standard for you to determine if you're going to cherish your partner or your loved one. So if, if those expectations are not met, fine. If they are met, kudos to you and plus to your marriage. But you must play your own part and your own role. And so to those of us that are married, you attest to it that... <clears throat> The gladness of how long you dated your wife before you got married, you don't still know each other very well. Every day, you begin to discover new things about yourself. You're getting to know yourself, some hidden things, some hidden conditions of the heart. And sometimes through marriage, you, marriage is even helping your spouse, your partner, to expose what is in their heart that they're not even aware of. And so it is important that we need to trust the Holy Spirit to keep helping us 
and drive our heart towards God, not to be dependent on our spouse or, or putting conditions for them to change. And so that's the first battle line to overcome surgery temptation is to have a clear heart, a heart that is one uh, with your partner. It is also important to track things that you've picked on. And some of the, like this other part is not really stated in the book, but from my own little experience and work and what I've seen, that it's very, very important for you to track things that set you on your heart, things you picked up either from your parents or either from the community where you grew up about marriage, about, about family that isn't about God. So you need to track, especially for some people, they grew up in, in broken home or they grew up in, in, in a divorce system. And so they've picked a lot of garbage and a lot of things going with us so sometimes it's so difficult for some of them to even fight for their marriage and when there are issues that happen you don't take time to even try to work it out you just want to walk away because that's the experience you've seen everywhere it's people walking away and god forbid that you not add the social media toxic that we have now There's a lot of toxic stuff out there in the social media you don't use that to judge your marriage or to uh, to build a home and sometimes you know we have a generation that people play a lot it's beginning to destroy a lot of people play with different things Join different challenge on TikTok, different challenge on the reel, the name that you're doing challenge and you're creating fun. You need a lot of stuff that will break your marriage and then send it heart away from your spouse. So, as uh, so people even just become fearful, ordinarily you have a fearful heart, and because every time you see a challenge in your marriage, it's reminding you of what happened to your, your parents' marriage, or what happened to one of your cousins, your aunties, your sisters that broke their marriage. and you begin to allow fear to come into your heart and you don't work out your marriage. But those are some of the things you need to track with your heart. And sometimes that's what leads people into uh, 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 adultery or to extramarital affair. And so they begin to see somebody outside you think is more better than your spouse and you need to confide in them. And some of them take opportunity to take advantage uh, of you. So the solution to this fear and the solution to all of these issues around our heart and to take care of and to have a very happy heart that is is protected, is corrupt, to have what is called complete faithfulness. Complete faithfulness to, to our spouse, complete faithfulness to God. Stephen uh, shared in the book uh, the story, they use the story of uh, Uriah in the book. All of us are that familiar. The Bible story know Uriah, the chief, a mighty man of, of, of David, one of his army men, that David you know, took advantage of his wife because of his carelessness and had an affair with, with the wife and he was. To send this man back home to go and die you know when the man came from the battlefield gave him you know the guy was drunk the guy was all of that but the guy even in his drunkenness was faithful to the duty of the king and to the duty of god he said how be it that i go home to go and enjoy with my wife why my men are dying out there why the service of the king and it shows that he was faithful to his wife because the wife too will not be happy because other women have their husbands in the battlefield fighting so in there, so he cannot subsist. So he was a disciplined man. And the Bible said, the Bible recommended him as someone that cherished his family and cherished the king. And so he was consumed by purpose. And that's one of the things that made Uriah to, to stand strong, to be a faithful man. So uh, as Stephen shared in the book that for us to, to also become faithful to our partners, we must also know our place. And you must be contented with it. You know what makes a lot of people you, after getting married, after getting, you don't even know your place with your spouse and you're not contented with who you have married. You begin to look outside. You begin to throw your eye outside. You have to be contented. People say, oh, I was drunk. I was doing this about, you can see the example of Uriah. He was drunk. He didn't misbehave. So sometimes, like I was telling somebody, that when people say they drink and they do something, no, 
it's already there. They're only just using that uh, alcohol as a cover-up to misbehave. So alcohol is not an excuse for you to misbehave or you to not be faithful to your wife or to your husband or to your spouse. So we are quick to say uh, love. You know, for example, you see a lot of us will say, we're quick to say love is not a feeling. It's commitment. But when it comes to when we need to really say that thing, we don't do it. And so when it's convenient for us, we say it. But when it's come to when they are struggling or troubling, we don't say it. So indeed, it's not feeling. It goes beyond feeling. It's about discipline. It's about cherishing your partner. So I'm going to quote directly from the book. There's a part from the book that I wrote down. I'm going to quote. Uh, it has said that Stephen and his colleague were saying that if cherishing is anything, it is loving your wife for who she is this day, not some day down the line. It means it's day by day. Each day you wake up you, to... to to this life, when you see your wife or you even see your husband, when you see your spouse, you love them for that day. Don't love them for who they will come tomorrow or what they will change to become. No, love them for today, not some days down the line. And you also love them by what? Making allowances for all the surprises and inconsistency that were hidden in them. And, and whatever new spawn or new uh, things that will show up in the future, just be ready for it. I know Second Peter uh, 1, 3 to 4, like those of us have read it before, I will encourage you to go back at your leisure time to read it. It talked about how Apostle Paul was saying, God has given us everything we need to live life in godliness and in success. So everything you need to be successful in life, everything you need to, to have a pure heart, to have a defense around your heart has already been given uh, to us. So it shows that already we all have all it takes to, be, to have great marriage and to be faithful like Uriah. We already have it. And so having a vibrant and cherishing relationship should be a commonplace in Christian marriage. That is what God wants and that is what he desires. And so having said that, I think in closing, in, in trying to close out all of the six-pack series that uh, conversation we've been having for the last six weeks in terms of overcoming sexual uh, self-temptation, I want to remind you that you are a warrior of the Lord Almighty. Victory is yours for the taking in this battle for, for, for purity that is before you. Victory is yours already. Make no mistake, God is with you in this battle. Together with him, you have made a formidable force. So don't think God is asking you to fight alone. He's with us in this battle. And like I said, almost all throughout this uh, uh, last six weeks is that for those of us that are even sharing on, on this uh, sexual purity, overcoming this temptation, we are not uh, perfect. Oh, no, we are not. We're also every day building these defenses, every day checking our lives and trying to See, do we still align with this? But one thing that we, I'm sure of, I can speak for myself, is that the power of God is able to support by adding my own effort into it. And that's why I did what we read from Second uh, Peter 1, 3 to 4, that everything I need, everything I need to be victorious, I know it has been given to me, and I walk uh, uh, towards it. So the question you might ask that, okay, after this six week, what happens next? So one of the things you need to do is that you need to have a comrade in this fight. And that comrade for those of you that are married or for those of us that are married is our wife or your husband. That is your comrade. And for those that are single that have followed this topic or this conversation around uh, uh, overcoming sexual temptation, you need to get trusted friends that share the same value about purity like you. And you should ensure that they are same sex with you. So if you're a guy, have trusted friends that are guys. Don't have a trusted friend that is a lady in terms of issues around sexual purity. You always say to yourself, in trouble if you begin to have all this Oh, it's a lady that is your trusted friend on sexual purity. And no, it should be your friend, men, boys, 
a man that you can confide in. And for those of you that are married, your wife be the person you confide in. If you fail, if you fail today, I'll sweat at oh, this this thing I'm lost in after this person, I'm lost struggling with this issue. No, you pray together and you can work out uh, those um those plan uh, out. And so let them hold you accountable, even in marriage. And for those of you that are single, have partners that will hold you accountable until you get married. And you know that you can and you will win this battle. So you need to go leave this conversation for the last six weeks and begin to build the, your defense uh, parameter into your life. Remember what are the defenses? You build a defense around your eye. You build a defense around your mind. And you build a defense in your heart. And that is where all the issues of life springs from. If you have that defense in your heart, it's able to help you to control your mind and be able to control your eyes and apply all of the things uh, we've, we've spoken about. So I wish you well, and I'll be praying for you. And I've already prayed for all of you again as I was releasing this last episode on this conversation that God will help us. That as men will be victorious, as men will, will cherish sexual purity in a generation that is full of a lot of perversion and a lot of unfaithfulness in marriage. That our marriage will not be that and that God Almighty himself will help us. So next week, uh, we might be taking voices from the feed. Maybe to hear some conversation from women around what do they say in terms of sexual purity and requests from men. And maybe take a few uh, voices from men. But if we're not getting voices from the feed, we'll start the review of our, a new book. But I will not tell you the book yet. So check again next week and let's see what we'll be talking on. Until we meet again next week, please go there and continue to build your defenses. Know that you can win this battle. Sexual purity is possible. Faithfulness is possible in marriage. And abstinence is possible until you get uh, married. Not just abstinence from physical sex, but abstinence from even... Uh, uh, polluting your minds and ha- in- involving all of the perversion and corruption that has feed our society. God bless you. I love you all. Bye-bye.